I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are family. I've got three sisters and a mom. <laughs> That's right. This episode, we're going to be talking about family, the family that we were given, as well as the family that we choose to be our own. Boom. Intro done. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes. That's that was a nice. I feel pretty good. On, I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. It's just me, guys. It's a little lonely over here. Every time I do a Joe Solo Rocks episode, it's just like me talking to myself, which is always weird because like back in the day, I never even liked it leaving voicemails on people's, you know, uh, uh, recorder, like <laughs> answering machine because I felt like I was talking to myself. I kind of feel like I'm talking to myself, but you know, this is an episode um, I'm going to be talking about family. We talk about, you know, the family that we're given as well as family that we, uh, you know, our chosen family, which to be honest is you know, kind of the most important family. I kind of describe it like this, right? When it comes to chosen family, when you were a kid and your parents, they bought you clothes, right? Well, yeah, you wear this jacket, you wear this shirt, you wear these pants and that's it. That's just what that is. Then you hit a point when you're older and you have like your own money and you can make your own decisions. And you're like, you know what? I don't like that. I like this. And then you buy your own things. Those clothes mean more to you than the clothes that were given to you because you got to choose them. That's how I feel about family. So recently, I reconnected with an actual family member of mine, which is really wild to me. I don't have a lot of deep family ties because I moved around so much when I was a kid. You know, when I was in single digits, I like when I say I moved around a lot, like I moved around a lot. Like from place to place, couch to couch sometimes, you know, it was a lot. And then from state to state, which is really a lot too. So I never had like those deep family ties. You know, I had the issue with like friends too, because you would like show up to like a new school and it's like, hey, you guys are cool. Oh, you guys have known each other since like first grade. Oh, well, I'm in fifth grade and 
uh, can I be part of like your cool kids club? Oh no. Cause you guys have those deep ties. Cause you grew up together. I never really had that. Cause I moved around so much and like bounced around from so many different schools. So kind of a little bit of the same issue with, with family. So I have, um, I come from a broken home like many of us. Um, it was my mother and my three sisters. So I have two older sisters and one younger sister. And, you know, I was thinking about this the whole time I was going to record this episode. And that's why I kept, kept on pushing it back. I'm like, how honest am I going to be here? You know, this is like a really serious, tough, emotional subject for me. But I try to be as open and honest with, you know, my listeners on my podcast as I can be, because that's just who I am here. I am 100% authentic and I want to. But on the flip side, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus and I don't want to sh- like put anybody under like a really, you know, bad light. You know, people have made mistakes, people grow, people, you know. So anyways, I say that to say I'm going to be as open and honest as I possibly can be. So I come from or I came from an abusive household. My sperm donor, that's what I call the 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 <laughs> the, the other like the other half of my birth parent, my, my I guess father not not father you didn't do anything except literally donate sperm it was a a very abusive so i came from an abusive household both uh, physically and and verbally so that's that's where i came from my mom after a certain amount of time was like i don't want to do this anymore like i can't have the because i'm like basically the only boy in the family i think there's like one i have like one male cousin like well no i have a couple of male cousins i think I don't, this is how deep my family memory goes. <clears throat> so I'm like, she, she sees, Hey, th- this is not acceptable behavior for a man, you know? And this is just, I don't want my son to think that this is acceptable behavior. And so she did what any sane human being would do. And she took me, you know, she, she took me out of that situation, which was a lot because he had everything. He had the, the house, he had the money, he had everything. So my mom literally took me and and my sisters and we just kind of bounced around until we were stable. That took a, a couple of years and I ended up in California. That's how I got down here. So I have two older sisters. We'll start with them. My eldest sister, how, how, should I name names? I'm not, I'm not gonna really say names. So my eldest sister, she didn't come to California with us. She was old enough to be like, I don't wanna do this shit. And she just stood in New York with her boyfriend at the time and, and his family. So that, that, that was it at the time she was, you know, kind of like, I was an awkward little kid. Like I really was a lot of anxiety and it's because of the abuse that was, you know, I saw and dealt with and she was kind of like my everything, right? She like kind of my best friend, I guess. Um, but she stayed. So that was like heartbreaking and heart wrenching to me. My other older sister who came with us, she unfortunately has a lot of mental issues. She had, she has borderline syndrome she was um, uh, manic depressive, chemical imbalance, like you name it. She kind of had it. So here, here's here's the really unfortunate side of that. And that goes into like a whole mental health thing. My family, we weren't capable of handling that. Like we just weren't equipped of handling with that. I always remember my older sister as, gosh, gosh she was so mean. <laughs> she was she just nasty. She wasn't. She was hurting. She needed help. And we didn't know how to give her that help. And it breaks my heart, you know, but I was a little kid. I, I didn't know. I just knew she was the mean, <laughs> she was the mean sister. As an adult, things change where I'm like, oh, she was just in pain and she just, she didn't know what to do. So she lashed out. So I, I never really had a functional relationship with her. She had more of a, a relationship with my little sister. Uh, my little sister, she was little. I was, I think, 
what, nine, 10, 11, whatever I was when my little sister came into the picture. So I had almost a decade of being the the youngest. So then, you know, here's this like new little kid <laughs> in there. <clears throat> so my mom did the best that she could with us. You know, she, she really did. As an adult, I understand that. As a kid, it sucked because I grew up super poor. I grew up like, you know, not being able to do things, not being able to have things. We were just surviving. And that's all that we can do because of the cars that we were dealt, unfortunately. I actually recently had an amazing conversation with my mom. I, I went and we hung out and I was talking about health and going to the doctor and, and mental health and seeking support and everything. And we had a really good back and forth. And I understand that she doesn't quite understand the the, the differences in you know, the abuse, right? So my mom, when she was a kid, she was physically abused because that's just what happened when you raise kids. You just beat them. <laughs> you just, they do something wrong. You smack them around. My mom, unfortunately, she was a little bit more than smack around. She was, I was like some real abuse when she was a kid. So she made it a point as an adult to never hit her children. She just made, she, I would never hit my, like, of course she gave us a little whack when you did something stupid, but she never abused. She never like hit us. So in turn, what she did was she yelled. Oh, my God, she yelled. <laughs> Good Lord, did she yell, which in turn impacted me a lot. It really damaged me as a little kid because, like, I kind of freak out when there's, like, a lot of noises now. And I try to explain to her that, you know, hey, that's that really kind of messed me up as a little kid. And her immediate response is, yeah, but I didn't hit you. I'm like, yeah, that's and I'm th very thankful for that. I was like, but you still did a good amount of damage with the the yelling. It really stunted a lot of my growth. It really affected me. So she she really always just kind of went back to the yeah, but I didn't hit you, which I understand. I understand that that was a victory for her, and she didn't she doesn't understand still the effects that yelling at a child can have on a child. We know that now. We didn't know that when she was raising me. This is all like new stuff that's coming out now. So I don't blame her at all. She got me to this point. And I always say this, more than nine out of 10 people who were put in the position that she was in wouldn't have made it. They would have given up. They really would have. She didn't. And she did the best she could for us. So that that's my family, right? My little sister, you know, she's, my mom kind of raised my little sister as like a friend more so than a daughter. So like there was always issues there. And I get it too, because my eldest sister, she stood in New York, my other older sister, she took off as soon as she could. And then me, I was like <clears throat> the youngest until I wasn't. And then I kind of had to take care of the family for a bit. And I was really resentful for being put in that position. And at a certain point, I had I had to bounce and like live my life. And I did that. I, it was a whole thing. It was heartbreaking, but it was something necessary for me. And so she, all she had left was my youngest sister. So what did she do? She treated my younger sister. She didn't want her to go. So she treated her as a friend. So I get it <laughs> again, just because I know things doesn't mean that they're like acceptable or right. Anyways, that's my whole family dynamic in a nutshell. Extended family. When I was in New York, I had a, you know, a couple of cousins. Most of them were older. The one cousin that I had closest to my age, <clears throat> forgive my voice. I have a little bit of a scratchy throat. My cousin, Jennifer, Jenny to me, she was a side of my eldest sister who was like my best friend. My actual best friend was my cousin. God, a little bit of fuck already. I'm emotional. Shit. All right. I'm holding it. So, you know, like we were, I, I just always remember just the joy I had when I would see her, when we would like hang out, when we would talk. I always felt, oh, shit. 
Come on. I always felt really safe when I was around my cousin. Because I was a really anxious kid. I was really, you know, I was always like I can't stress like like the the how anxious I was as a little child. You know, and I always kind of needed to feel protected. I just didn't know how to explain that because I never really said anything. I was really shy. I was kind of a hermit. I never, I was just, I just held it all in. But there was a few people that I felt like safe with. My eldest sister and my cousin. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. So when I moved out here to California, we just kind of cut ties with everybody. You know, we just started over. It was like a new life. I kind of felt like I was in witness <laughs> protection, um, which was, you know, it, it was a lot. It's literally having your life snatched away from you overnight, which happened to me several times <laughs> in single digits, which is unfortunate. But anyways, I say that to say that recently I've kind of reconnected with my cousin. It's like a really huge deal to me. Because I don't really know what it's like to grow up with family. Like, I have my little sister, yes. I had my two older sisters for a period of time, yes. But, you know, everybody has family gatherings and get-togethers. Oh, it's Christmas and everybody's coming over. And oh, Easter and Thanksgiving. And I, I never, I, I didn't have that stuff. And I was always, I'm not resentful ever. I was always really thankful that all my friends had that. And I, I would never really say jealous because jealousy, there's something, in, in in my opinion, it's just one humble man's opinion, there's something a little bit evil about jealousy. So I was never jealous of any of my people and the things that, that, that they had. I was always thankful that they had those things. So I would live vicariously through them. I would see pictures, you know, when social media kind of became a thing, I would look at social media and be like, wow, that's amazing. Wow, that must have felt great. <clears throat> there's, of course, issues with every family, but... There's that, there's a certain energy that I never had. <clears throat> so I, I always kind of wanted that, you know, and I just didn't. So I just surrounded myself with like my people. I, I'll get into my chosen family a little, a little bit later, but I just want to talk about like my actual blood family <laughs> now. So recently I was connected by my, I was, okay, so here's what's weird. I've been connected um, with or reached out to by several members of my family that I have had zero interest in responding to. That might sound a little evil, but some of them I just never really knew. Some of them I'm like, why are you talking to me? I have no desire to speak to you. And it's kind of on the sperm donor side. Um, there's, I think, an uncle. Honestly, I don't even know, and I don't really care to know. And, like, you know, he reached out and just wanted to, to like, wish me well and all that stuff. And I'm like, eh, I kind of... Use my mom as a barometer, and I'm like, "Hey, is so and so cool?" And if she's like, "Oh," and she give me a story, I'm like, "I ah, can fuck off." <laughs> so, um, a couple of people I didn't respond back to. One of my cousins, I for, I'm not, I was not clear to say their names, so I won't. One of my cousins reached out to me, and I kind of was nice and was like, "Hey," and we talked for like a, a hot minute, and she asked about like my family, like, "Oh, how's your mom?" and 
I didn't really want to get into that, so I kind of just cut that off real quick. I had another cousin that I never, I didn't remember at all growing up with, but we started talking a little bit and was really nice. And she not once asked about anybody other than me. And she made it a point to say, I want to know about my cousin. I don't want to know about anything else or anybody else. I want to know about you, which I was like, oh, that was amazing. So I talked to her for a little bit and then the pandemic kicked off and it just, you know, <laughs> that kind of faded away a little bit, which was kind of a bummer to me because I was like, wow, I could have had, you know, could have built that maybe. Who knows? Anyways, recently, my cousin Jenny, Jennifer, she's an adult now, <laughs> reached out to me <clears throat> and I was like, wow, these are feelings that I don't think I've had ever. I'm having them now. It was, it was overwhelming. I was overwhelmed. I remember looking at the message and just being, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I was taken aback. I was, yeah, me, I was speechless. I didn't really know what to say. And, you know, I, I, I responded, to be honest, I don't even remember what I said. And that's not the short-term memory loss. <laughs> I think that's just the, the overwhelmed nature of the situation. We started talking back and forth. It was nice. It was nice. It was, it was comforting, you know, and it, it wasn't anything pushy. It wasn't anything shocking. It wasn't anything, you know, I shared a little bit of, of my, my, my story, my recovery, you know, <clears throat> she was really kind and apologetic about the things that have happened to me. And I'm like, Hey, don't be that. Don't, don't do that. I said, this is amazing. <laughs> my, my stroke was amazing. Saved my life. Um, but it was, it was it was a lot. It's still a lot. I'm still not 100% sure it's real. That's how impactful it was to me. We chat every once in a while. She'll send over some pictures of us as kids and some pictures of the family. And I'm like, holy shit. I was such a goofy looking kid. Hey, I'm a goofy looking adult, so it makes sense. <clears throat> but there was a couple of pictures of us. And I'm like, God, I missed that. I really miss that, you know, there's a lot of things. I think when you're a kid, when you're a kid and you have your childhood snatched from you, you know, there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of animosity. It's a lot of anger, you know, but there, there's a lot of loneliness attached to that is because you just, you miss out on so much. I just looked at those pictures. And I was like, God, I really miss that. Now, those moments weren't perfect. They weren't. Adults kind of fuck things up always. There's a lot of issues that went on. But when you're with your family, when you're with your people, when you're with your, you know, your, your blood, it's okay. At least that's the way it should be. I think that's what it was for me that even coming from abuse during the day and then going to dinner somewhere else and just being there with blood, it was okay. Not the abuse isn't okay. It's never okay. But when you deal with that stuff, everything seems helpless. 
you feel lost, you feel stuck, you just feel empty. But when you're with family, when you're with real family, when you're with blood, it's okay. You there's there's hope there. I've said it a million times too, and I'll always say it. When you have hope, you have everything that you need. And when I've had my kind of childhood snatched away from me, I, I feel like I had a lot of my hope taken away too. So I looked at I look at those pictures. I still look at them a lot. I I I missed that. I didn't know how much I missed that until I saw those pictures. You know? And who knows what's gonna happen with this reconnection. I truly hope that nothing bad ever happens, that we are in contact the rest of our natural lives and beyond. But I, I'm not rushing anything. I'm not pushing anything. I understand things take time and we both need to feel comfortable to see where it, it's almost like dating. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, hey, can I make this joke now? Is it too soon? <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel. You know, I'm not, I'm not pushing anything at all. I'm just taking it for what it is. And I feel like I'm in recovery all over again. I'm not, not like alcoholic recovery, like stroke recovery, just one day at a time, just take it one step at a time, but I'm happy in doing so. There's the, a little bit of hope that I haven't had in good Lord ever. It's, it's, it's different. It's, there's something, there's something different there. It's like hanging out now, I'll, you know, when you transition in like chosen family, <laughs> when you hang out with friends, it's cool. When you hang out with your people, it's different. When you listen to music, music's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's music. And I hear it. When you listen to something that is special, something that touches you, something that impacts you, it's different, you know? It's it's like the 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 first time I heard Oxford Town from Bob Dylan. It brought me to tears. I was I was in my was I early twenties maybe, and I hadn't yeah I was still <laughs> still a dummy. I, I was figuring life out, but I think my musical taste matured in that moment where I just heard it and I, a tear just came down my face. I was like, oh shit, what? It's not even a sad song. Just something about it that it it touched me. And that's what I feel family is, or family should be, whether you were born into it or whether you choose it. So before I get into my chosen family, I just wanted to, you know, say how thankful I am that my cousin reached out to me. I just, I, I just love her so much, and I've missed her so much. And I didn't realize how much until I saw that message. Goddamn, social media, as awful as it is, it can be amazing. This is the amazing stuff about social media. It changed lives in a positive way. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to stop crying <laughs> and have them talk about my chosen family. Obviously, you know, Felice, you guys already know how much that woman means to me. She's everything. You know, she, she has had every right to just leave me in the hospital and start an easier life, and she chose not to, and I'm so thankful for that. But when I'm talking about chosen family right now, not somebody I live with, she's stuck with me now. She, 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 she could have left me. She didn't. Now she's stuck. My, my, my community, you know, my, my brain buddies, my neuro pals, 
because we're the ones that understand what it's like. And a lot of times after a brain injury, we lose everybody. So many of us in the community have lost their partners. They've lost their families. They've lost their, their friends. They've lost everybody because people are dicks. Just, you know, people are dicks. Um, and I understand it's very overwhelming to deal with somebody with a brain injury. I don't know how Felice does it. It's a fucking miracle. But it's it's not impossible. If you are dealing, if you if you know someone with a brain injury and you're like, God, it's just, it's too difficult. Think about what it's like for that person to wake up and deal with themselves every single day. Some days it's almost impossible. So as difficult as it is for you, it pales in comparison to what we have to deal with. So we need each other in this community. That's why my chosen family means everything. It's, it's just, it's everything to me. It, it really is. I talk about my, I talk about Lauren. You guys know Lauren. I wouldn't be here without Lauren. <laughs> she, she's, she's my, my, my co-host. She's my bodyguard. She's, she's Lauren. She's, I'm, I'm so thankful for her. But over the course of almost 200 episodes, you guys have heard how, you know, all me, me sing her praises forever. Also, no joke, legitimately afraid of her. You can insert Lauren kick noise here. <laughs> um, my brain injured pals. My, I talk about my three M's a lot. Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, when you say three M's, are you, are you talking about post-its? <laughs> no, no, no. I am not talking about post-its. I just so happen to have the three closest people in the brain injury community to me just also happen to be M's. And what's funny is one doesn't start with M. It starts with E, but I call her M. It's Emily Matheny. You guys know her on Instagram from live, live, live intentionally. I call her M. She's, she's, she, she's my M and, and that's what she'll always be. Um, Mimi Hayes. You guys all know my Mimi and Mackenzie Jerkass. <laughs> she's my favorite Jerkass in the world. And th- those are my M's. Those are that's my chosen family. And I just, I love them so damn much. And each one has gotten me to this point. Each one in very completely different ways have gotten me to this point. And it's my triad of, of best friends. Are you finding it hard to recover at home after stroke? Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash the neuro if you haven't heard of Modus Nova, they make devices to help folks with a brain injury, like stroke, regain the use of their affected limbs. For example, the Modus Hand is an AI-powered robotic exoskeleton that helps users do exercises and play games, similar to the way an occupational or a physical therapist might manipulate the limb. It helps survivors get into the thousands of repetitions they need to form new neural pathways. It can assist with hand movements or resist them to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com slash the neuronerds to learn more. Use special code the neuronerds when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Just visit modusnova.com slash the neuronerds to get started. Neuronerds. They are everything to me. They mean the world to me, you know? Mimi, what can I say? What can I say about my Mimi Hayes? She moved to California in big part because of me. Which is pretty amazing. I think that's I think it's really cool. She's 
the funniest person in the world. She is one of the most talented human beings ever. Like, it, like it's annoying. She's so good. We met because of headphones. Because of headphones. I, I've told the story. I'll tell it again because it's amazing. I was struggling with overstimulation and noises were fucking me up. They still do <laughs> as I do this podcast with my headphones in. She posted this thing where she had her headphones on and she was in, in like a New York subway. She, this little tiny person with these giant headphones. And I was like, I do that. I felt what she was going through. And I, I felt the need. This was before I was a psychopath and reached out to a new brain injury survivor every day of my life. I was still new to this. I was part of the antisocial network forever. So I was like, I have to reach out to this person. I have to. Something in me. And I did. And we connected and we talked back and forth. And she realized real soon that I was an idiot. And I was like, oh, you can deal with my idiot. This is awesome. And we became we became best friends without ever meeting in person. There was a connection that was just unbreakable from states and states and states away. From hundreds of miles away, we just, <clears throat> there was a connection that just could not be broken. And then we met in person, which was fucking incredible. In, at the, like almost the height of the pandemic, which was not the height, kind of like the, 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 like if the, uh, the pandemic was a person, first off, I punched that person in the face. Secondly, not <clears throat> like the height, maybe at like the shoulder of the pandemic. You know, she came to, to LA and she stayed with me for a little bit and we, we connected, which was just, wow. It was just like, I, it's, it's, it was just incredible. Oh, and now she's here. She's pretty amazing. I still, some days I'm like, it's so weird. I was struggling with blood pressure the other day <laughs> and she came over, like Felice reached out to be like, Hey, I need help with this idiot. <laughs> and maybe just showed up and I was like, oh shit, you live here. You can do this now. Which is really amazing. <clears throat> that it's still hard for me to process that. So hard to process and believe, but it's amazing. Like it's just, it's, I mean, it's just cool. It, it's, it, it's just, it's just really cool, you know? So that's, that's one M in, my my uh, uh, three M's and my chosen family, you know, and and it, it's just Mimi. She, she's just meant the, the world to me, and she's she's one of the few people who've actually seen me cry. I don't like crying. I now <laughs> some of you guys. I don't. I'm not, I'm not. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm always honest. Some of you guys are dicks. Be like Joe. You cry all the time. Yes, yes, I do. But you guys don't see it. I could be acting. I could be like the the Morgan Freeman. I could be the Daniel Day-Lewis of acting. I could be fake crying. You don't know. You don't see my face. No, no, I, I cry all the time, but nobody really sees me cry. Felice sees me cry all the time. <laughs> Lauren has seen me cry a handful of times. I don't ever think she's seen, I don't think she's seen me cry in person. Normally when we're doing like video stuff, especially the last couple of years, and Mimi, Mimi sees me cry. Eh, not very many people. So yeah, she's she's one of, she's my people for sure. You know, she is... One of the three said M's, <laughs> you know, my other M's Mackenzie. I God, I love that little chick. She's just a fucking rock star. She is such a sweetheart. She just is despite the fact that she lives with one of the most painful ailments that anybody could ever have. She's such a joy. 
like she is you know and and i there are very few people that i talk to every day there's literally there's three my three m's and i talk to i talk to you fuckers every single day of my life <laughs> so Mackenzie is one of them. I check on her every single day. We have become, you know, very close friends over the last couple of years uh, since we met. And she's just a, a huge part of not just my recovery. She's a huge part of my life. You know, I, and I, I'm really looking forward. Hey, we might meet in person. Apparently in May, she might be bringing her tiny Canadian ass down here. And then we'll be able to, to, to meet. I'll be able to pick her up because she's short. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's all going to work out. But Mackenzie's been just such a sweetheart. She's just been such a, she's been such a good friend to me. She's, you know, she's, she's my jerk ass. And I say jerk ass, it's, it's a term of endearment, but in reality, she's a jerk. She is. She's a jerk. She's an ass. Hence Mackenzie jerk ass. (laughs) She's, she's honestly one of my favorite people. And, and I, I don't think I would have gotten through a lot of situations if it wasn't for her. And she's a nerd. She's a gamer. She, You know what? It's kind of her fault that I've gotten even nerdier with my gaming. I, for years, have nerd-shamed people who play Skyrim. What kind of nerdy, what kind of Lauren nerd shit is this? Dungeons and Dread. Get out of here. I'm not going to play this shit. All right. I'm on, I'm, I'm on Team Sky, Skyrim. I am. I've comfortably pun- punched in a few hundred hours in Skyrim. I've played three different times. I'm going to play again because I just got the enhanced version for my PS5. Nerd shame me. Go ahead. I deserve it. So um, that's that's uh, uh, M, M number two. M number three. It doesn't even start with M. It's so fucking weird. My, my, my dearest M. Like M over the past year because what's fucking crazy is I've only known M just over a year. I was doing a random live with Adrian. You guys might know Adrian. She's um how we'd save on uh, Instagram. Adrian's a, Adrian's a sweetheart, you know, and and we just did a random live, and this chick jumped on a live and she was checking us out, and that's like how we connected. We started talking. We became like I was like, oh, you're kind of cool. She's like, oh, you're cool. I'm like, damn right, I am. Um, and then Clubhouse kind of turned into a thing, and then we started doing rooms on Clubhouse together. We did Wellbeing Wednesday, which I still do every Wednesday as often as I can. And, you know, she's busy being super mom. Uh, so she doesn't necessarily always have time to do it, but she will always be a co-host in that, um, in that room because that's something that we created. But M and I, we, we became, man, like our friendship took off a few months after we met. And again, I've never met M in person. She lives somewhere. I don't honestly, I don't know where the fuck she lives. So to me, ignorant Joe, there's like California, there's like New York, Florida, Florida, the dick of the United States. And then there's like Texas and then there's the rest. That's just how I feel. Sorry, guys. Sorry that you live in some random place and you're like, but it's amazing. It's probably not. Sorry, <laughs> Octavia, you lived in Idaho. Is it amazing? No, you moved to Chicago. There's a reason. So M lives in one of those places. She lives in a rural place because she's super white. And there's something about M that stuck with me. Like we connected on a level that was just mind blowing. And it was so quick. It was so weird. It was so weird. I was like, wow, I really feel, I I don't think I've ever felt as connected so quickly to any human being in my life. Like it was just, 
like, oh, we were, we were kindred spirits. Like in a different lifetime, we we were definitely homies and 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 best friends because we just we we clicked on that level. So I call her M because I don't call people by their names. I give people nicknames all the time. <clears throat> so M has been massive in my recovery. She's how do I describe it? It's comfort. That's what it is. You know, all my M's, there's a certain amount of comfort there where it's like, you get it. You understand. There's something about that that's, that's, it's indescribable. You, you can't understand and like, you know, you got to know to know, <laughs> but there's something there that that's, that's so intense. That's so deep. That's so, I, it, there, there's a bond there it, that's so strong. And it, it's it's unbreakable. And to be honest, M and I, we've we've been a little spat. <laughs> it's mostly misunderstanding all the way, you know. But that's what that's what happens. So we're we're working through <clears throat> the dumb shit to get back on top because that our dynamic is just it's a forever dynamic. It's not going anywhere, and it's it's worth the stupid shit that we're going through right now to get back on track but those are my 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 three m's and that's my chosen family i love those three psychopaths so much i have some others <laughs> i've mentioned this before i'm part of the as i look my eyes dart back left and right the illuminati i have a text group with michael shutts and Tanya says, both friends to the show. Um, Michael's one of my closest friends. Tanya has become one of my closest friends. And I don't know how it happened or who thought it was a good idea to get us on a text thread. But it has been amazing. And it has brought all three of us significantly closer. And obviously, I consider them family. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for a community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our hashtag YouSoRock Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash YouSoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at JoeSoRocks.com slash YouSoRock. And submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, YouSoRock. We, we talk all the time. We talk each other off of ledges. We're there to support each other all the time. And it's just, it's so, it's it's beautiful to me. It it, it really is. Like, it's just, it, it makes me so happy. So I'm very thankful for Michael because Michael, I've talked about Mike before and I've said the this, when he was on the show, he reached out to me. He's one of the rare, rare people that reach out to me as opposed to me being the fucking psychopath and reaching out to everybody. And... I was scared. I was like, oh, sorry to reach it. What do I do? And I just, <laughs> I did what anybody else would do. I just ignored him. I ignored him for a really long time. <laughs> and then he responded again. And I was like, oh, let's connect and meet. And once we met, oh, wow. Wow, Michael. Oh, it, it's, you're just the, the most fantastic human being ever. Like you really, you really are a, a special person. And the play that you created, the, the, the one man show, a lesson in swimming was just such a beautiful work of art 
and it did our community such a service, and I'm so thankful. Everybody should check out A Lesson in Swimming. Normies and the brain injured, the cool kids alike, because it you'll understand a little bit more. Again, normies, you'll never understand, and that's okay, but you'll understand a little bit more about what it's like. Tanya, you nerd. You've, you've quickly become a, a very close friend to me, and I'm so thankful that you, you've become part of the Illuminati. Uh, it's, it's been it's been great. It, it really it, it really has been. I'm, I'm so thankful for the, the the friendship and the family ship that I've gained with you. So that is you know that's my those are those are my my inner circle people. If I missed anybody, sorry guys, I didn't mean to. <laughs> of course, there are people I'm very close to. There are people I talk to all the time. There are people that I don't talk to all the time. Their family, like look, I some of the clo- my closest friends. I haven't talked to him in months. When I talk to him again, it's going to be like I talked to him yesterday. My, my dudes. Since my brain injury, I haven't really hung out with, like, my normie friends. It's, it's been hard. It's been, it's been hard for me, I think, because I'm different. And I don't want to say different bad, but I'm just different. And especially early on, I was really embarrassed about it. I, I felt lesser than. I felt small. I, I felt like I, I felt like I was broken. I say it all the time. I'm never broken, battered and bruised. Yes, but never broken. But I felt broken. You know, my, all my friends are are very successful, and here I am, and I can't remember what was said thirty seconds ago. It, it was it was hard for me. So I haven't talked to very very many people, you know. But I still consider them part of my family. You know, um, DQ is my brother. I love that dude. I was in his wedding. You know, for for forever have all the love in the world for him. Ricky, my dude, was at the hospital with his daughter as often as they possibly could be. I have no memory of that, but I'm so thankful that he was there. Mateo, if it wasn't for him, I would I don't know if I would have a functional left side. If it wasn't for him breaking hospital rules, showing up to my room at 2 o'clock in the morning stoned and having a conversation with me, making me feel so relaxed that I remembered I had a left side. You know, we haven't all talked in a a long time, but I don't think that matters when your family, your family. And I say that with a bit of a realization that there's a certain amount of trepidation that I have with reconnecting with with Jennifer. That's weird calling her Jennifer. I used to call her Jenny. But when your family, your family, you know, I'm, I'm processing out loud now. Who, who knows? Maybe I'll just be like gung-ho and say, fuck it. This is who I am. Let's rebuild. Well, which I'm, I think we're doing just slowly. I, I, I have the brakes on for sure. Like I really do. Like I'm heavy. I'm, I'm lead footed on the brake right now. But, but who knows? At some point I might just e- ease off completely. I, I honestly, I hope that soon. The reality is, I don't think it will be, but you never know. The more I process, the more I talk about this, the easier it will be. But yeah, that's a realization I came up with right now because thinking of, of my dudes, I remember I didn't talk to, to Ricky for like a couple months and then like we talked and it was just like, oh yeah, it was like I talked to you yesterday. Talk about the same super shit, make the same inappropriate jokes. Yeah, we're family. Yeah, I, I Wow. It's a weird realization. It's strange to be in a room alone, recording, talking, and coming up with a realization all all by your lonesome. Strange. Oh, yeah. 
Man, so I guess I'm going to wrap up here and talk about what family is. Family is a feeling to me. And I say that it's not, this, these aren't facts. To me, they're facts. To you, it could just be whatever. <laughs> family is a feeling. It's an energy. It's, it's indescribable. It's not something, it's just like, look, it's like having a brain injury. I've said this a million times. I could be the Picasso of explaining what a brain injury is. You'll still never know. I could be the Christopher Nolan <laughs> of <laughs> making a movie about what having a brain, living with a brain injury is. You'll still never know, right? I don't think it's possible to describe what family is. It's, it's an energy. Like, it really is an energy. It's, it's, it's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's, it's indescribable. And I have it with my people. You know, again, I didn't grow up with like family like that. I, I had my people had to be my family. They were the surrogates and I'm thankful for each and every one of them. And after a brain injury, you know, I, I needed family more than ever. And I'm so thankful that I found my people. I, I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, that I found the Illuminati, <laughs> Michael and Tanya. Yeah, I, got, I love you guys. My three M's. Oh my God completely lost without you guys. You know, Mackenzie, you crazy, tiny Canadian ass kicker. I love you to death. My Mimi, you're just, you're my Mimi. What what else is there to say? I love you. M, no matter what issues we have, whatever, you know, barriers in our way, nothing will ever change our dynamic, ever. You know, you're my am. You always will be. I love you. You know, Lauren. God, Lauren. Oh, my God. Lauren. <laughs> so thankful for that. I just, that's a whole episode in itself. So thankful. Felice, obviously, I would be, I'd be in a ditch somewhere if it wasn't for Felice. Like, quite literally. <laughs> quite Oh, not possibly, like, like literally, I'd probably be dead in a ditch somewhere if it wasn't for her. My family, family, I, lo- I, I love my family. Here's the thing. You have to love your family. You do. You do. You really do. Because your family, you're born into it. You have to love your family. You don't have to like your family. And that's helped me a lot. Because there's a lot that goes on in my family and a lot of things that my family does that I, I don't like. And sometimes I don't like my family. I, I don't, I just, I just don't. And that's okay. It's okay to not like your family. That's okay. Love your family. You don't have to like them. Okay. And I love my family. I just don't, don't currently like them right now. And I hope that changes. Again, there's got to be some kind of evolution. I've gone from caterpillar to butterfly. I can't talk about caterpillary things because I'm no longer crawling in the dirt. So I really, truly hope that one day they spread their wings and fly so we can connect and be on the same level because I can't talk about caterpillary things anymore. Too busy soaring through the sky. And this whole episode started with me reconnecting with my cousin. And I'm just... differently emotional 
about that. Like, like thankful, thankful, surprised, energized, hopeful. Just really, really thankful. And and Jennifer, so weird calling you Jennifer, Jenny. Can I call you Jenny? I say that because hopefully you'll be listening to this. <laughs> if not, Jennifer it is. Jen? No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Jennifer or Jenny, one of those. I'm so thankful that you reached out to me. And I'm so thankful the way you did it. I've I've missed you terribly. I love you deeply. I'm so thankful that you reached out. All right. <laughs> Fucking Can I get through an episode without breaking down? Good Lord, Joe. All right. This is the point of the show <laughs> where I normally give out the socials to my guests, my co-hosts. I don't have a guest. It's just me. So it'll just I'll just go down the rundown. You can attempt to reach out to my beautiful, tiny, ass-kicking co-host, Lauren, at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me, at Joso Rocks, and all the socials. You can reach out to us, at the Neuro Nerds, everywhere. And on that overly emotional, family is an energy and a feeling note. This Neuro Nerd is out! listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.